Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. So just just one note on the terrorist thing. There aren't hundreds of known terrorists getting into the country. There are people whose uh, identity have been flagged on a certain database. That's the terrorist watch list. Yeah. Um, They're spending in ways that suggest they're uh, happy with their financial circumstances. Those mushrooms are messing you up. Lesbians and deaf women wear the same clothes. Yeah, yeah, they sure do, buddy. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. More high-profile names from convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein's unsealed documents expected to be released in the coming days. Yesterday, more than 100 names were made public, including former President Bill Clinton. Yes, I was on the sex island, but only for the snorkeling. I didn't know anything about the kid stuff. Look, 95% of what went on down there was not pedophilia. Oh, yeah? No. The other 5%, that sullied the whole operation. Yeah, it sure did. It sure did. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. And the hits just keep on coming. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show. I'm Taylor Cormier, Howie's executive producer, filling in on this final day before his return. Howie will be back on Monday, and uh, you'll be, uh, for those of you who set your your calendar time to when Howie returns from his winter vacation, uh, set your clocks, because January 1st will be this Monday. The rest of us, that'll be January 8th. 844-500-4242. So a lot going on, as uh, has been this past week. The Epstein files continue to keep flowing. Another batch, 412 or 13 documents. Uh, Pages were unsealed earlier this afternoon, just about an hour ago. And they seem to deal a lot with the uh, call logs, the, the messages that were passed on to Jeffrey Epstein by his assistants. One of them, I believe her name is Ariana Ross, and uh, she, th- there, a number of names come up. David Copperfield's name comes up again. Uh, let's see, whom else? Uh, there's also a message to Jeffrey telling him to get in touch with a uh, Palm Beach police officer that he knew, quote, very well. So there is law enforcement implications in this now as well, local law enforcement implications. Uh, Adriana Ross, I'm sorry, Adriana, not Ariana, Adriana Ross, who also seems to be someone who removed devices from Jeffrey Epstein's Palm Beach estate before the FBI was able to search the premises. One of the lawyers asked one of the witnesses, um, I got the phone call from, oh she this is one of the witnesses i got the phone call from her that there would be i don't know what time it was in the house in certain time they would pick up those computers okay and you got a phone call from adriana so the witness removed computers at uh, adriana's urging she says right the questioner says why were you called by adriana to tell you that adriana would be coming over to with some other gentleman to remove computers do you know why you were told that no. So Adri- Adriana did uh, allegedly remove some computers before the FBI had a chance to s- search the Palm Beach premises. I imagine this is around the time they were uh, searching the Manhattan premises, which, to, to, again, as we covered yesterday, they 
bungled that somehow and, and left the premises for four days and came back and all of the goods, all of the devices, the CDs, hard drives were missing from, from Jeffrey Epstein's safe. Uh, yesterday during the document dump, Bill Clinton's name did come up once again. And we're going to be seeing a lot of Bill Clinton. He's, he was mentioned most prominently in the first batch of document dumps and once again more prominently in the second batch than anybody else aside from Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and Virginia Giuffray. Uh So Bill Clinton, this story is, is a little wild to me. And the Vanity Fair editor says this categorically did not happen. But who, who are you going to trust? A witness to the entire scene? Uh, somebody who was around Jeffrey Epstein all the time and heard that this had happened? Or are you going to trust the media establishment that has been running cover for people like Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton this entire time? And that's exactly what this story is about. In one of the filings from last night... Virginia Giffray was communicating with someone at the Daily Mail because she was questioning if she should do an interview and sell a picture to the publication and was also being instructed on how to go about getting a book deal. Uh, That's one of the aspects in this. You know, you have a very salacious very large story to tell, a book deal is is a way of doing that. Anybody will tell you that. So Virginia Giffray is speaking with Sharon Churcher at the Daily Mail, and she calls her Shaza. She says, hi, Shaza, good points, all of them. I'm looking at both sides to the picture. On the upside, it will give exposure to build up publicity for the case and the story. But like you said, it must be carefully written and not give any notions about the upcoming book and or any new info. When I was doing some research into VF yesterday, VF being Vanity Fair, it does concern me what they would, or what they could want to write about me, and considering that B. Clinton walked into VF and threatened them not to write sex trafficking articles about his good friend J.E., Jeffrey Epstein. Should I be asking what is this story they're writing pertaining to? I wouldn't want to give the public a bad image or anything like that. I don't know. It's all such a gamble. I just thank goodness for having a friend like you on the inside who knows how to deal with the viciousness of today's world. I will let Brad know what you have recommended. Thanks again. XOXOXOXO. Jenna, Virginia Jeffrey. What a story. I, I, it does sound secondhand, but if true, imagine the... The cojones, the chutzpah, you've got to have. As somebody who's been very largely implicated in this whole Jeffrey Epstein, there's no details on when this took place, but this is 2011. So there's already plenty of rumors, uh, more than rumors, about Bill Clinton and, and his perverse proclivities. And there's... Jeffrey Epstein is, I think, pretty much an open secret by this time as well. I mean, the... 2005, uh, 2008, his name had been all over the place. He was, he was well known to be someone of, of ill repute and somebody, if you did associate with him, you were of questionable character or could be considered of questionable character. Uh, 
So this is 2011. Imagine Bill Clinton walking into Vanity Fair. I don't know what the story was or if there was a story that was being written about his association with Jeffrey Epstein or just about Jeffrey Epstein to begin with. But they're allegedly concocting this story and putting it together. Bill Clinton walks in. Hey, everybody, how y'all doing? I just want to, uh, what the hell are you, what the hell do you think you're doing? Writing about my good friend, Jeffrey Epstein. He's an upstanding man. He ain't done nothing wrong. I ain't done nothing wrong. So just shut the hell up about it or else. You know, Jeffrey Epstein's a good friend of mine. I don't want to happen to you what's going to happen to him as soon as he gets put away. (laughs) And then walking out. The... The complete lack of any consequences whatsoever, any implications that could be uh, that could arise from from him just completely walking in, saying "Do not write about Jeffrey Epstein" and walking out. Did he think that that would not get out? That very public act addressing the writer's staff of the Vanity Fair, a very large, very. Uh, ignored publication by people like me, but very large publication that was a lot more influential over a decade ago than compared to today. But still, that that just means even more so back then that this would have been an issue of prominence and would have, should have set off a lot of red flags. And any good reporter would have absolutely reported about that the former president of the United States walking into your office and telling you don't mess with J.E., Jeffrey Epstein, and then walking out, threatening the staff. That's a juicy story in itself. And I'm sure would be uh, entered in as, as evidence of Bill Clinton running cover for Jeffrey Epstein in this document dump, but instead we have a, a second-hand story about it. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. By the way, also from this afternoon's document dump, and people are still going through it, obviously, and, and getting all of the uh, the more important details. But Bill Clinton is not the only Clinton that has now been mentioned. Hillary has been mentioned as well. Lawyers for Ger- Virginia Jeffrey. This is according to Technofog, who's been paying attention to this story very closely, and many other stories and. Uh, Uh, Howie references Technofog quite a bit on this show. Lawyers for Virginia Giuffre were seeking Ghislaine Maxwell's communications with Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Uh, This was in one of the documents released today. Requests for production. Ms. Maxwell served responses and objections to plaintiffs' first discovery requests on February 8, 2016. Those requests sought inter alia... All communications with 13 specific witnesses, namely Jeffrey Epstein, Virginia Roberts, Jeffrey, Prince Andrew, Ross Gow, Alan Dershowitz, Emmy Taylor, Sarah Kellen, Glenn and Eva Dubin, Jean-Luc Brunel, Nadia Marcinkova, rather, and Bill and Hillary Clinton. What communications may uh, have, have... did Hillary Clinton have with Ghislaine Maxwell? I'm sure it was probably all just wedding details and yoga classes, right? Wasn't Ghislaine Maxwell at Hillary's daughter's wedding? 
So I'm sure it, it only pertained to that. But we'll never know. The hard drives from Hillary's estate and the hard drives from Epstein's estate are nowhere to be seen. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is The Howie Carr Show. Howie Carr will be right back. Listening to the Howie Carr Show. Welcome back to the Howie Carr Show. 844-500-4242 is the number to join us on this Friday. Joe Biden is expected to begin any moment his uh, National Day of Mourning, January 6th speech. He was scheduled to do it tomorrow, but uh, he doesn't want inclement weather getting in the way of a, of a good speech. Nobody does. Who does, right? you got to have nice weather. I, I don't understand really what that has to do with it, but he's, he's standing up to the podium now. We're not going to carry it live, but uh, we, we may dip into it for a, a moment or two. Just fair warning on, on our part to you. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. For more information, go to howiecarshow.com and click on the Listener Getaway banner. Now, Massachusetts is the latest state to uh, receive uh, requests or a challenge to the state ballot through the Massachusetts Ballot Commission. Uh, This is being done by the Free Speech for People organization. Sounds like the Human Fund. Money for people. Free Speech for People. And they want to take Trump off of the ballot. Again, the whole 14th Amendment, Article 3, it doesn't amount to anything. But they're trying to do that in Massachusetts now, and uh, the process has begun. So, Jared, what is today's poll question, and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is will Massachusetts be the next state to try to remove Trump from the ballot? I'm going to say no. 23% 23% say no. 77% believe in the moonbattiest tendencies of the Commonwealth. Yeah, I may, I may uh, tend to reword that. Uh, it's, it's a little misleading because there, there is an effort afoot to, to have this challenge go through. But will it be taken seriously by uh, the state's top election official, Secretary of State William Galvin, who, by the way, says this is probably not going to go anywhere Um Everybody, everybody that has reached the benchmarks that they're supposed to reach will be on the ballot. And I believe Trump is number five out of seven on the, on the ballot, appearing on the, the Republican primary. So you'll, you'll actually have him on the ballot. I, I, I tend to take the word of Secretary Galvin on that one. 844-500-4242. Uh, Bill Clinton... Just looking through all this Epstein stuff, we'll we'll, we'll move away from this as and we'll, we'll give you updates as we go throughout the day on what's coming out. Uh, for instance, uh, let's see. Sarah Kellen would direct housekeeping staff who described himself as an ATM for Epstein, which minors to pay after they went upstairs with Epstein. Sarah told me to pay so and so. 
question. If, if C brought another girl over to the house and C stayed downstairs, but this other girl went upstairs with Mr. Epstein, which one would you pay? I don't know because I was told who to pay. And Sarah Kellen always told you? Sarah told me, pay so-and-so. It's disgusting, all, all of this stuff that's coming out. All of the, uh, this is an, another another part of the, the document dump from the deposition of known John Doe, Nadia Marcinkova. Were you part of the planning of that scheme of Jeffrey Epstein's to gain access to underage minor females? And she pleaded the fifth. 844-500-4242. Other things that we're going to discuss later today. Again, Massachusetts voters remove... Uh, move to enforce the 14th Amendment and bar Donald Trump from the ballot. Some uh, excerpts from their press release, pretty pretty standout. There's also a uh, wrongful death lawsuit that's being brought against uh, the U.S. government, the Capitol Police, on behalf of Ashley Babbitt's family. And there's some pretty damning allegations here, uh, and this is out of judicial watch. They're the ones that have filed the lawsuit. Pretty damning allegations against the officer that shot Ashley Babbitt on January 6th, uh, Lieutenant Byrd. As we know, he did leave his firearm in a bathroom at the Capitol Visitor Center once, at, didn't realize it, and walked out, and it was found during a routine security sweep uh, later that day and returned to him. And there's another incident that's even more alarming than that that took place involving Lieutenant Byrd and the discharge of his firearm that did not have anything to do with Ashley Babbitt or January 6th. It's incredible. It's very irresponsible. And you're going to be, your jaw is going to drop when you, when you hear about it. It's, it's not the appropriate actions of a police officer, yet he was still allowed to have a firearm. So there is a wrongful death lawsuit going on now that has been filed by Judicial Watch on behalf of Ashley Babbitt's family. 844-500-4242. We're going to break here. We'll be right back. We've got Grace's News coming up, your calls after that, and so much more. Chump Line and Police Blotter Facts Friday to look forward to as well. Stay tuned. Don't listen to Joe Biden. He's nuts. Doesn't know what he's saying. This is The Howie Carr Show. From the Matthews Brothers Studios. I really got to start taking my own advice. I just told everybody, don't listen to Biden. What did I do? I went out into the green room and I listened to Biden. We all did. You made us. You said to Jared, will you turn on Biden? And it really raised my blood pressure. (laughs) The whole thing is up to this point summarized by orange man bad. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. Really bad. Orange man a loser. Me winner. And, and Lord help the people in the audience who are clapping. I these, mean, these people are exorcists. He almost said exorcists. Well, you know what the problem is, Taylor, is that January sixth falls on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and he is not about to lose his Saturday in order to m- make some sort of speech. So he probably has to get it over with today. He's looking very sweaty. 
It kind of reminds it me. It looks very clammy. It looks ill. Remember when you were younger and your birthday fell on like the weekend? And it was great because you didn't have school, but at the same time, no one's there really to say happy, you know. like no, Nobody was ever there to say happy birthday to me. Well, no, I don't mean, obviously, you're going to have your family <laughs> to say happy birthday, but I just mean like you're not the toast of the town. January 6th being on a Saturday is like there's no pomp and circumstance. No one's around. <laughs> okay. What? All right. What? I, we're, we're, grabbing, we're grabbing it, but... <laughs> so the, for the listeners, the green room just burst into laughter. It was very distracting. So the, in Orange Man, bad everybody, bad blah blah blah. MAGA uh, hate speech here. Um, so basically, <laughs> Donald Trump was laughing at a rally about Paul Pelosi getting hit in the head with <laughs> a hammer by a man who was spewing the same hate they were shouting on January sixth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see what the... Just the, the fact that he uh, is, is tying oh. Trump to the Paul Pelosi <laughs> attack. Oh. I see. Yes. Yeah, he's really pulling out all the stops. And watching him he's, today... He's, it's, like it's, that. A, it's a very campaign-ish speech. It's it's all about Trump bad, me good. Trump supporters bad. My supporters good. Yeah. It just makes you realize, though, we really don't hear him talk that much nowadays. I mean, it's it's the winter break. I'll, I'll give him that. But yeah, his his speeches have become a lot shorter and more accompanied by Jill Biden. And she will start the speeches off first. Yeah. And I actually wanted to let people know, because I know that um, we have a lot of fans of MSNBC that listen to the show. Um, here's a programming we note. We should play. This is, by the way, Grace's News. <laughs> Dr. Jill, Nana, Dr. B, will be on with Mika Brzezinski next week on Morning Joe. They're going to have an interview to discuss the 2024 presidential campaign, Jill's career, and more. Meeting of the Platinum Blonde Minds. And if you want to know what her career is, it's teacher, teacher. Yeah, what is her? I've heard that nobody can find her on that community college's website. They can't find a roster for her class or, or how to sign up for her class. Nobody, nobody can access her class. It's just it's so in demand. They had to shut off the uh, probably the applicants. It's, it's a lottery. Um, speaking of drama with the White House, have you heard about this beef that's been brewing between John Kirby and Mika, uh, Mika Brzezinski, John Kirby and Karine Jean Pierre? No. I guess. So everybody knows that John Kirby usually comes in and he shares the podium a lot of the time with Corrine Jean-Pierre. He'll answer certain questions and she'll answer certain questions, even though she is the White House press secretary. He's the, what, defense spokesperson or something. But I guess Kirby has always wanted to be press secretary. That's like his life's dream. And so he's been angling for that job. And there's a little bit of beef because they're both fighting over mic time. They both want their moment at the podium he's got a few things against him one he's white two he's male he's a man three i think he's a cisgender male so he's got zero boxes checked as far as the biden white house is concerned yeah no i would agree and i mean they both have something going against him where they're both terrible at the job Checkbox number four that will be forever left unmarked by uh, John Kirby. No hyphenated last name. 
Yeah, and he seems to be very pro-Israel, which I'm sure is not going to go over well with that crowd. Yeah, and KJP is a lot more noncommittal on a lot of the answers she gives. She She's a better redirector, I think, John Kirby. John Kirby likes to answer the questions as best he can and give, I'm not going to say an honest answer, but more uh, elaboration than KJP is willing to do. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Uh, Grace's News is brought to you by Toyota of Portsmouth, where you can enjoy a buying experience that is easy, personalized, and moves at your own pace. Car buying the way you want it to be. Toyota of Portsmouth in Route 1 in Portsmouth. Okay, so I have this amazing story, Taylor, that I want to read to you. And this is from Fox News. Okay. And it's about a Democratic mayor who's gone viral because her antics were so wild that people are saying she deserves her own TV show. Uh, was this a former Chicago mayor? Uh, yes. Outskirts of Chicago. Outskirts of Chicago. Okay. Mayor Tiffany Henyard's meetings erupting chaos between her and her trustees as she faces questions on spending. So I'm just going to give you a couple details here. A mayor. This is like a female Rob Ford. Because Rob Ford, those were the days. That was some great TV viewing. A mayor of a small, unassuming town on the outskirts of Chicago, where the median income is $24,000 per year, has been living the life of a royal as she is deemed by critics to exhibit antics that are both corrupt and hilarious. (laughs) Tiffany Henyard, a progressive Democrat, was elected as the mayor of Dalton in April of 2021. Sounds like an appropriate town name. She is also the supervisor of Thornton Township. For those politicians, for those positions, she brings home more than the state's governor, nearly $300,000. Oh, my. She calls herself a super mayor and frequently posts messages that suggest that, quote, God chose me. Look at those nails on her. In one of the looks like she could claw your eyes out. In one of the greatest examples derided by critics, Henyard put an ordinance in place. Now, this is where I really need your take. Mm hmm. She put an ordinance in place that if she lost her election to be mayor in the upcoming elections, the future mayor's salary would be reduced from over $200,000 to $25,000. But if she wins, the salary would remain the same. She's, she's placing her own bets and drawing the lines on the table. Go for it. Henyard has met criticism from her trustees on how she spends the town's money who have demanded receipts for the charges on the town's card, and they have accused her of running up the tab for expenses without approval. Sounds like a regular Jaisal Correa. One of the biggest criticisms came from expenses charged to the town regarding a trip to Las Vegas that was supposedly That's for... That's what Jaisal Correa did. That was supposedly for a conference. The airfare for the trip alone cost thousands of dollars, including over $3,000 for one round-trip ticket. What? In a viral what? clip from she WGN... She must have been flying, like, super first class... Henyard, She's super mayor, so. Henyard was put on the spot about credit card expenses. Her responses shocked some critics who believed it was too funny to be real. <laughs> she responded by humming, mm, when asked about whether she had been to Las Vegas. What is that? Did you fly first class to Las Vegas? Asked Ben Bradley, an investigative reporter at WGN9 regarding the $3,000 flight. Any other questions, Henyard said? So you're not going to answer how taxpayer dollars are being spent? That seems odd. I just answered your questions, she responded. Bradley had some follow-up questions about the nearly $400 spent at Hot and Juicy Crawfish in Las Vegas (laughs) and other dinners near the Las Vegas Strip that cost hundreds of dollars each. 
To date, the mayor has produced two music videos that feature city workers, such as police dancing or boosting her image by being in the background as she lip syncs the songs. Is are these original songs? Um, I we've got to find we've got to see if these are original songs or, says, or remixes. What's the mayor's name again? Tiffany, Tiffany Henyard. H e n y a r d. It says the small town mayor's Instagram reflects that she frequently uses a professional stylist to help her with her wardrobe before making public appearances at a community event or town meeting with her trustees. Oh, she's super glammed up. She also has a makeup artist and hairdresser whom she uses before public appearances and photo shoots that are used for the county billboards. (laughs) It is unclear how and if those vendors are compensated for their services. I get a feeling she's not paying them out of her own pocket. No, I don't think so either. So yeah, that's just an update for you um, from... I'm going to have to follow her. From she seems Dalton. Fun. And Taylor, you played a little bit of this in your intro, and I'm not going to go through all the cuts here because I'm sure you have a plan for it later, but Jake Tapper was defending Joe Biden's open border when he was interviewing Mike Johnson. He's getting a lot of criticism for this, including a point where he tried to defend the fact that not everyone on the terror watch list, I don't know if he was trying to say they're not dangerous, but he said, he said, these are mini terrorists. Well, he, he said there aren't hundreds of known terrorists getting into the country. There are people whose identities have been flagged on a certain database. I just don't want people thinking that 200 members of Hamas have flown into the country and we don't know about them. To which Johnson fired back, and then, oh, he also said, I'm not saying that it's not serious. I'm just saying these aren't necessarily terrorists. Johnson so fired... It's, it's like uh, when, when Obama called ISIS the junior varsity. Yeah. And uh, Johnson fired back, that's the terrorist watch list, Jake. It takes quite a bit to make that list, okay? <laughs> oh. These are dangerous people who are coming to the country. It doesn't always take quite a bit. You could just be like in and or around the Capitol on January 6, 2021 to be put on the terror watch list. Yeah, but Jake Tapper would consider those people the most dangerous of them all. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That, what, what is Joe Biden talking about right now? The greatest th- threat to democracy is white supremacy, white nationalism. Taylor, that is it for me, but I will be back at 5.30 for Police Blotter Facts Friday. That sounds wonderful, Grace. Thank Thank you very much, and we will uh, look forward to Police Blotter Facts Friday in just a few short segments, I guess. 5.30 is when uh, we've got Police Blotter Facts Friday. 508 says, is Taylor a biologist? How does he know how Kirby identifies? You're right, I don't don't know. (laughs) Uh, Oh, 508, Brandon has some wire coming out of his sleeve. I think that those are the rosary beads. Those are Bo's rosary beads that he carries with him all the time. But I'll, I'll keep an eye on it to see if, if it really is anything. 844-500-4242. We love all the Eden Pure heaters and the staff at Newsmax does too. They often uh, abscond with Howie's Eden Pure heaters when he's not looking and he has to go hunt them down and get them back. But now the Newsmax staff and you at home or in the car can get your own Gen 40 Heater from Eden Pure at a great discount. $50 off the Gen 40 heater for, I think this is the last week that they're going to be doing this for some time. You can pick up this stylish heater with one hand. It looks great on your desk, end table, or even a bookshelf. You can keep your thermostat at a reasonable level when you have the Gen 40 heater in the room. During the Biden era, we all need to save money. The Gen 40 heater will do just that. The Gen 40 features dual hybrid technology, which will reduce your heating bills. It combines infrared heat and convective heat to warm a room. 
Other heaters only use one form of heat and aren't nearly as effective as the Gen 40 heater. The Gen 40 fan setting will distribute the heat throughout your room quickly, effectively, efficiently. This heater has no blades and is completely safe around kids and pets. Save $50 this week only with code HOWIE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code HOWIE50 for the Gen 40 heater. This savings is off the already low sale price. Shipping is free. Again, EdenPureDeals.com, code HOWIE50. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is the Howie Car Show. Adding your two cents is easier than ever. Call Howie at 844-500-4242 or text the word Howie followed by your message to 617-213-1066. Howie Carr is back. Can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. You know, Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th. Where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. Do we have... I'm laughing. Do we have audio of Trump saying this? In the context that Joe <laughs> Biden says he said this? What? I've never heard that. <laughs> Where's Nancy? I heard him say he was going to put Lex Luthor and Darth Vader together. I remember that, that big rallying cry. On January 6th, the whole crowd of maggot supporters, sounded like he said maggot supporters, by the way, where's Nancy? I wake up every morning and say, where's Jill? Where am I? Who are you? Get out of here, Jack. 844-500-4242. And he was just talking about the, <laughs> can we get the painting sound cut? Yeah. The, the, old, one, the old one that we have uh, from, from a few weeks ago. Uh, he was just talking about... He was, we've got a we've got a, a a painting in the rotunda, man, and it's uh it's General George, uh, what's his name, uh, Washington, before he was uh, president. And I swear, I thought he was going to go and and say something like he said just I've a couple of weeks ago. Spent more time with the Chinese leader than any other head of state. And he asked me, he said, "Can I define America?" I said, "Yes, I can." In yeah. one word, and I mean it: possibilities, possibilities. We Americans think anything is possible. We would do it together. And that's why John Meacham helped my brother pick out those five <laughs> portraits up there. The five portraits. I, uh, I, I, uh, I met with Golda Meir, and she said, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Senator, you look scared. But don't be. We've got a secret weapon. We've got nowhere to go. And that's why... I picked out a can of SpaghettiOs at the supermarket earlier today. Uh, (laughs) America is not built on ethnicity. This is from today. Religion, geography. We're the only nation in the history of the world (laughs) built on an idea. Not hyperbole, built on an idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. It's an idea. Declared in the declaration. That follows. 
and and sometimes is constituted in the Constitution. <laughs> but this was declared in the Declaration. <laughs> what a buffoon! Is he? He's yelling now. I think. Oh yeah. Your family and friends, cast your ballots. The power is in your hands. After all we've been through in our history, from independence to civil war, to two world wars, to a pandemic, world to wars. insurrection, I refuse to believe <laughs> that in 2024 we Americans will choose to walk away from what's made us the greatest nation in the history of the world. Freedom, liberty, Dude, democracy is still a sacred Shut cause. the bleep up. And Turn them no off. Country- You're the one that is... Uh, saying, well, we'll let the courts decide when all of these states are coming out and saying that, oh, we need to get Trump off the ballot. And you're sitting here talking about ballot freedom and the freedom to vote and and the power of democracy. And we've got to return uh, democracy and freedom are on the ballot. That's the Chiron on Fox News right now. Uh, they won't be on the ballot if any of these states have their way. And just the the mere fact that that's allowed to happen is a threat to democracy. And you represent that. You're that face of that threat to democracy right now. You may have been able to say that about Trump in your mind back in 2020. And you may think you can say that now in 2024. Uh, the election year is upon us. And that, that just kind of dawned on me. It's, boy, it seems like it ramps up for so long. And, and this, this year is going to fly by, I hope. But you think you can still say those things, but you just can't. It's not true. You're the one that is the threat to democracy. Your party is threatening to take away people's right to choose the candidate that they want. Massachusetts is the next to do that. We'll talk about that next coming up on the Howie Carr Show. Massachusetts is being implored to take a look at removing Donald Trump from the ballot. This came down last night. We'll talk about that next. 844-500-4242. This is the Howie Carr Show. Declared in the Declaration. I declare bankruptcy! 